Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our third and for now final episode of No Holds Barred. I am your host, Max, and I am here to talk about uh, the project that we just completed or generally are completing in our uh, class for our course, uh, Leadership in the Digital Context. Um, so for my passion project, it was actually, obviously, this podcast in itself. Um, I figured I would take the time um, in this cast to actually talk about, you know, literally what I've been doing here and covers a couple of basic premises that I had, um, you know, in the final paper itself, as well as just generally, I guess, share my experiences for how making this podcast and what I've learned from it might be so that, you know, any others who are trying to start it in a similar capacity to me um, while I don't think they should do it exactly as I did it, I do think that any advice is good advice, and it's always good to get it from somebody who at least is going through something similar to what you are, you know what I'm saying? Um, so just to give some background, uh, this project started in the beginning of the school semester, uh, back in, what was it, uh, like late January, where we were assigned the project of choosing something we were passionate about. Uh, to do that, I chose, obviously, the podcast, as I just said. I thought the content creation would be something, you know, I really want to do. I, it's, you know, my minor's DCIM, digital, uh, digital communication and media. And, you know, it's just something that I'm really passionate about. And I wanted to learn more about how to create content, how to edit video or audio potentially, or even just research how I can get better at it for future use. And I really did learn a lot from my experiences here. Uh, just, you know, for one, to give one basic example... Uh, I thought that originally it would be good to post the podcast once it was filmed on Spotify, but as advice from my professor told me, apparently it's not a great place for podcasts. It's, obviously, it's more of a music place, but, you know, I thought any audio would be welcome to some capacity, which it is, but, you know, it might it's not exactly used for that. You want to find an app or, or a media sharing website that's built primarily for these types of discussion-based content uh, episodes rather than, you know, just music. <clears throat> Uh, it was over this time that I figured out that maybe podcasting, at least solo for me, wasn't exactly the move I should make, um, given, you know, current societal demands with staying home and not being able to record any episodes with my friends or other peers. Um, I, I understand I can do it online, but it just didn't feel the same as sitting there with somebody having a discussion in person. It just feels completely different. So while this was my passion project to make a podcast, and I did enjoy learning about making it, I don't think that this would be the consistent medium that I use, at least for now. I think I'd want to stick with more, what's the word, like more basic creation in terms of, you know, not having it completely live and not having to constantly think of something to say, whereas like right now I'm just trying to have as little pauses as possible. Uh, I think something such as like, you know, when I when I tried to stream as well as part of the passion project to extend my capabilities a bit, I found streaming to be a lot easier because I was already doing something such as, you know, I might have been just sitting on my computer looking at Twitter and, 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 you know, talking to live people or I was actually just playing a game with my friends and people can come in and listen to me enjoying something with my friends through a medium that they like, such as, you know, I, not that everybody would understand this. But I, I play a lot of Apex Legends or, or, you know, just for a better example, if I played Fortnite, you know, I don't really play that anymore. But if I play that with my friends, uh, anybody who enjoys both Fortnite and whatever my personality has to give would be able to get, you know, both options right there. 
And something about that just felt not only more genuine, but like they were also seeing something I actually found enjoyment in and that they could share with me, as well as maybe even include their own opinions through a chat or just through any sort of, you know, messaging or social media. And, you know, even with and going into social media, I actually found that, uh, you know, with having to tweet every day and, you know, as part of the project, it actually really helps with engagement because, you know, you're sending it out to any followers you have that, hey, if you might be interested in what I have to say or you might be interested in what I have to show you, just come in. Just come hang out for a little bit. You're not really wasting time. You're not doing anything else right now. Just come see what I have to offer and maybe you'll enjoy yourself or even learn a thing or two. So they actually say now that roughly 75% of kids age 6 through 17 want to be YouTubers or some kind of content creator. I think it was, what, 1 in 7 want to be bloggers and vloggers, which, you know, it, it's different, but it's relative, It's in that same capacity of wanting to be some form of entertainment media for massive people. And as somebody who spends literally all of their time on the computer, watching videos, watching podcast clips, and just trying to get all his information online, this really does appeal to me, and I want to be able to share that same enjoyment with other people, as well as just show them things I'm interested in, because there's just something, I don't know, there's just, there's just something about sharing with people that is so exciting. We're all storytellers, every single one of us. We're literally human and we're here to be storytellers. Like, that's why we're alive. We, we find groups, and those groups give us stories. And it's through the stories that we share together that we actually remain in these groups, because we all have something in common. That's why there are so many different types of groups for every single interest. Now, some of these overlap, of course, and that's where that engagement comes in, where you can find new audiences and go to more people and introduce them to even more things and bring a lot of people together through a common enjoyment of entertainment. Just to give maybe one example, it's kind of like if you went to your friend and you said, hey man, uh, did you hear about this one TV show? And he's like, oh, what show is it? And you're like, oh, it's this really cool show. It's got this plot about, I don't know, it's got this plot about psychology and you're a psychology major. I thought you'd really enjoy it. And he's like, sure, I'll check it out. And he comes back to you a couple days later and he's like, hey man, I, j I literally just binged a whole season or I just got through like three episodes in one night. It is so good and just you know, as somebody who loves to share that enjoyment and to see the the excitement on people's faces when you give them news or tell them something like that, it is just, it's probably the biggest dopamine kick I could get nowadays. I think another example would be, you know, something more simple and something that actually has much more potential to get people excited. Um, let's just say somebody already has a TV show they love. Let's say you're, you're a big fan of, I don't know, like The Walking Dead or, or Doctor Who or something, and I were to go up to you and say, hey man, did you just hear that they, they re-upped it for another season? And he's like, what? Really? You did? Like, that's incredible. And, you know, just getting to get that excitement between the two of you and start up a conversation through that, it could be anybody, so long as you understand what their interest is, there's definitely a place in which you could find a conversation to have and bond over that. Um, to go on another note, I think something I found uh, both difficult but interesting is actually the the difficulty in editing, like both audio and video. While it's not obscenely difficult to edit, it's definitely something you need to put time and energy into learning. It's it's you know there's many different programs, many of which are free, some are paid for that all work differently, but they all provide the same outcome so long as you use them correctly. So with that being said. It's entirely possible for anybody to learn how to edit at any point in time, again, so long as they put in that time and that effort. Something I was granted a lot of 
obviously time to do through the fact that this is a passion project and something that I'm required to work on. And while it shouldn't be something that you're required to do, it's it should be something that you're passionate about, this was a great outlet for me to realize that I do want to continue doing this. And while it may not be in the podcast format as I discussed before, I'm still going to attempt to make content because, you know, again, what else am I going to do here? I just want to enjoy myself. I want other people to enjoy it. And while everybody's sitting at home doing nothing for the next God knows how long, I got to give them something. I want to be able to provide in my own way for everyone else rather than just, you know, the, the, the essential services that are already being provided by those that are still working. Everybody's stuck at home. A lot of like, you know, most people can't work and unemployment's skyrocketing. But guess what? You can be your own employer. You can make your own content. You can bring your own ideas to the table that isn't dictated by any other authority other than, you know, simple copyright laws and, and general bylaws that you have to follow through like, you know, websites. I think one example of a website that's probably pretty hard to use now would have to be YouTube. YouTube used to obviously be the front runner. They would get over 300 million watch hours a day. It's just, <laughs> it's 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 genuinely insane how big they got from their opening in 2006. If, if I remember correctly, YouTube was literally just going to be a dating website. And then one guy posted a video of him with an elephant and it, everybody was like, wait. This could be like a, a video media sharing website as a whole, not even a dating site. And then it just blew up and took off from there. Now it's owned by Google and it's run by some of the most, like the richest people in the country. And with that being said, you shouldn't go at it with the aim of becoming rich. You shouldn't go at it with a monetary gain. You want to go at it because you, again, you have a passion for it because there's something about it that makes you and other people excited and makes you feel like you at least have a purpose. Now, while I don't think that, you know, I've said this a couple times, while I don't think podcasting is going to be my primary format, I could see myself coming back to it once I begin to realize the other mediums that I can use, like, you know, streaming and, and regular video making and montaging and such. But for now, I just don't think this is the the method in which I want my voice to be heard. Um, I'd rather people coming to me live in which I could actually talk to them more. Rather, I, And I know you can live stream on YouTube and such, but like, you know, I mean, it feels a lot more restricted than having these streams where you can just hop on every single day and just be like, hey guys, come on in, come see my stream, and I can tweet that out and just have people come in and talk. And not only that, but it feels like I actually do have more resources uh, through streaming because, you know, streaming's capable on other platforms, not just my laptop or my phone. I could do it on my Xbox. I can just log into Twitch or Mixer and, and you know, literally tweet from there, share to my social media and have people come in without even having to put down my controller. Granted, that's not that's not a great thing, but it is helpful and efficient. And by that, I just mean, you know, it's not good to keep your controller in hand at all times, but at least it's easier than using both a computer to try and work out your whole stream while doing the whole Xbox and keeping people entertained. It's nice to just have everything on my TV at the same time, and it's all consistent and easy to follow. So, I mean, all in all, uh, you know, when I look back on this whole project and I reflect on it, which I've been doing through this podcast, it was, it was an enjoyable experience. It really was. I do feel like I learned a lot. I do feel like I've definitely gotten something from this. And I think I, and, and I'm glad I did this because now I know I'm going to continue doing it. So I do have my professor to thank for that, for actually forcing me to get going with this, even though, you know, I picked the topic, but you know, he was a big part in pushing me to do that as well as everybody else. And for those that in my class that are also doing podcasts, I really do wish them the best. I hope everything's going well with that. I know that, uh, what was it? Julian, Max, Glenn just, uh, 
They just work together on a podcast, and from what I saw, that was going really well, and it's good that everybody's finding their own niche. And even if some of us realize that it's not podcasting, which a couple of us did, it can still work out in many different facets. So with all that being said, um, I want to cut this topic and talk about, you know, just a couple general news things. I want to talk about a couple things that's going on in the world right now before, uh, before we finish up, give you guys a good update on what's going on. Um, one of the things that's been pretty big, I'm looking on Twitter right now, one of the things that's pretty big is actually, sorry, I had to cut for a second because my dog was barking. One of the things on Twitter that actually is, um, you know, pretty big right now is the whole thing with Kim Jong-un. Uh, the leader of North Korea. Right now, he or just recently, he underwent his heart surgery from uh, from a, a doctor from, I believe, China. And now China's sending in medical experts because nobody knows what's even going on with that right now. South Korea right now, they're putting out reports saying that he's okay. Uh, other news outlets such as like Britain and, and the US, they're saying that he's either brain dead or, or his heart failed or, or whatnot. And we really don't have any information right now. But it implies a pretty scary precedent because we don't really know what's going to happen once his sister gets put into, what is it, office, I guess? Gets put into power. It, we don't know who she is, really, and, and you know, she's sitting on a bed of nuclear missiles and weapons. What's going to happen? And it's, you know, it's not to say that something's going to happen, but we, given track record, we just don't know how this is all going to play out, which is kind of scary. Um, if we're going to go on to the common topic that's going on in most podcasts and uh, videos recently or news recently, uh, the whole thing with COVID-19 right now. Um, turns out numbers are actually going down a little bit, while the infection rate is actually higher than we anticipated. It turns out that a lot more people are infected. Some people think that's a bad thing. It's actually not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing, because that just means that more people are asymptomatic in, a, in like a mild capacity, not like asymptomatic as in they still have it and it's going to get bad, but they're just not showing symptoms. It's just that more people are infected and less people are dying than we initial, initially thought because of it from this statistic. So in other words, we thought the percentage was going to be, what, 3 to 5% for people? Now, right now, it's at 0.5 or 0.2%, somewhere between 0.2 and 0.5%. That is so small compared to 3 to 5%. At first, I, I believe they thought it was going to be 10%. Could you imagine if it was 10% of the population compared to 0.2, I'm not saying, like, you know, all life is important. We do not want to lose anybody in this endeavor. All of it is awful. But at least it's not as bad as we thought it was. And that's really good. Um, as for the whole, you know, what what the president's been saying regarding treatment, that's all. That's an interesting conversation in itself because I hear what some people are hearing, and then I hear what the other side is saying. Um, for example, uh, Trump said that you know the whole thing about injecting disinfectant, and everybody's saying, oh, he's saying that we should do it. He's saying we should be drinking bleach and this and that. And from my take, I'm thinking that he didn't word it very well, and he should have worded it better. But, he, come on, he's not telling you to drink bleach. He's not telling you to inject disinfectant. He's not telling you to harm yourself in that way. He's literally, if you watch the clip of it, he's looking over at a doctor. He's saying, hey, can we figure out ways to, you know, to do this? Can we find ways to use this to our benefit, etc.? And he's trying to get the doctor's input. And if the doctor said, no, that's insane, he'd be like, okay. And he was like, well, it sounds interesting. We'll have to look into it. He's not saying do it. He's not saying, like, this is the solution. He's saying we need to, like, what if we can isolate a chemical 
in bleach that that happens to kill viruses and what if we can use that in a more safe way rather than obviously all the random ass chemicals that are in bleach like it just feels insane that people are taking something that he said to the extent that they're like oh i'm gonna be immune if i drink this like it just doesn't make any sense to me so I, I hear what people are saying because he absolutely could have worded it better, better. He could word most of his things better. However, he's not saying to do that. Um, in terms of entertainment news, uh, we do have actually something pretty cool. Yesterday, we had uh, Mr. Beast, uh, one of our big YouTubers who does multi-million dollar projects. Uh, he actually had a $250,000 rock, paper, scissors tournament with some of the biggest content creators out there. And that even included Jack Black, who's now on YouTube. So all of them were competing one on one, rock paper scissors, all the way up to the turn, all the way up to the finals, uh, all for the donation to charity of COVID nineteen. I think as of looking, they hit three million dollars out of seventy uh, out of seven point five mil, which is absolutely incredible. First off, uh, he also raised uh, twenty million for the um, what is it for 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 saving the trees last year, going into this coming year, which is just as incredible. He's doing amazing things. Uh, something that was problematic with that was uh, Tifu, a Fortnite streamer actually accidentally leaked the not only the link to get into the live stream but Mr. Beast's number. So he pretty much doxed them. <clears throat> and the reason that people were primarily upset about this besides the fact that well no 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 let me backtrack. The reason that people were upset about this was because this could have been easily avoided because Jimmy or Mr. Beast said don't live stream yourself anyway. Take all your fans, tell them to come to my stream because everything that people donate is going strictly to this charity. He wanted to get all those communities together to donate themselves, which would have worked perfectly. Except Tifu still decided to stream himself some Fortnite beforehand, didn't stop, opened his tweets, doxed his phone number. So then all of a sudden the live stream with everybody doing, uh, doing rock, paper, scissors suddenly got bombarded with fans being like, hey, what's good, Jimmy? And like just shit like that. And it was just completely uncool. Following that, Tifu literally tried to blame Ninja, one of the most popular streamers in the world right now, and one of the most famous people going on right now. He tried to blame him for it, saying he's, you know, a bitch, and this and that and the other thing, and some other words that I really don't want to use on this platform. And that was really uncool. And in, in Ninja's defense, uh, first off, he had nothing to do with it, obviously. He has literally nothing to do with this. But his wife came in, defended him, kicked Tifu's ass in, in Twitter, and really showed him up. But that, that's maybe a conversation for the future once there's more information with FaZe and the lawsuit that they're going through. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, that's just about it. Um, I got to cover, what is it? We covered the podcast, The Passion Project. We covered, you know, just general content creation. We covered, you know, some general news with Kim Jong-un. We covered uh, COVID-19 updates. And then finally, we covered a little bit of entertainment news with the Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament. Um... I hope I hope this was enjoyable to all of you. I really did. I loved making these. Um, even if some parts of it were harder than others, I think I really gained something from this. And I hope if I do come back to either making these episodes or making some other form of content, that you'll continue to follow me and listen. Uh, so thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for coming in. Uh, this is about it for today. So take it easy and keep it breezy. Later.